welcome back to the Dream Lab, where we take you behind the scenes of high achievers and their mindset. And today's guest, Sandra, is a Hay House author of Chica, Why Not? How to Live with Intention and Manifest a Life that Loves You Back. Welcome, Sandra. Thank you so much, Sabrina. You know what I love about your title? I always talk about living intentionally and all those things that we desire and want, right? And I always talk about this life that I envision. But what it really hit me about your title was a life that loves you back. That's like my favorite part. Me too. So there were two things. I didn't know the Chica Why Not. The Chica Why Not came a little bit later. And, and it was actually, I was having lunch with my mother-in-law. And I'm like, she was talking and I was like thinking about titles. <laughs> and I'm like, what does why not mean? Chica, why not? Anyway, that's how I came up with Chica, why not? But I knew two things had to be part of the title. One is the word intention, because that's probably one of my most favorite words ever. And the other one was a life that loves you back. Because we always talk about, you know, live a life that loves, that you love, right? But what about a life that loves you back? Isn't that like amazing? Like you get what you put in what you yes. you know life is always a reflection of what you are thinking what you're feeling what you're putting through so i thought it was such a beautiful way of saying life will reflect back what you put in kind of thing i i and love those two elements of the title yeah i love that because there has been times where i'm not completely aligned and i'm I'm trying to be intentional and everything feels like a little bit of a struggle. And then what I realize is that, right? Like I'm, I'm achieving things, but it doesn't mean that it's reflecting back what I need or want. And that's really what stood out to me. Um, so a couple of things. So let's break down. Number one, you are the manifestation chica. So this is something you manifested, right? So before we even get into the book, I love how when you're posting about it, you're like, I manifested this because this is your first book, right? Yes, my first ever book. And, and you know, it's, it's even more than that because these, I, I was able to manifest it. Still, I have to pinch myself with my dream publisher. When I started studying the law of attraction in 2006, the first book that I ever read that changed my life was Ask and It Is Given. That book was published by Hay House. So the fact that 15 years later, the same publisher publishes my book is almost like a dream come true. And I still have to pinch myself. I was live in the Hay House channel uh, April 8th, and I still have to pinch myself because I'm like, oh, my God, I'm a Hay House author. So it is, it is a big deal for me because it just feels like, you know, life coming in full circle kind of thing. Yeah. Um, just for those who don't know who Hay House is, um, and giving you a little context right here, Sandra is a fellow Latina from Canada. Well, uh, Mexican, but uh, lives in Canada, and that's where Hay House is um, based out of. No, actually, Hay House is based in California. Oh, sorry. Hay House is based in California. There you go. So even, you know, I love how, like you said, I manifested this, and... And one other thing I just want to be clear, because one of the things that we talk a lot about on the podcast and to our community is that there's work. But I think because there's this 
concept around what work really is, and then we're brought up that work has to be hard. When we talk about the journey of growth and personal development and work, it's a little bit different, right? And you just said like, this is a 13 year journey. And so while some people might look at it and being like, wow, she manifested and she's an author, there was like a big journey. Um, and now you, you said something in your book that really hit me, which is that you are in a place of peace where your life is not perfect, but it's beautifully um, within its all of, all of its imperfections, right? So, you know, there's so much that is said there and how when we're looking for success or peace or manifesting the life that we love, that we have to almost untrain ourselves that it it's a vision of perfection, right? So break it down to us, right? What that journey was like. And you break down your book basically into six steps um, of what it means to create this life. And my favorite part is how in each book, and you outlined this in the very beginning, is how you break down the pero, pero que, which is the stories we tell ourselves, right? So there's so much that you talk about. Um, but before we go into those six steps, um, the one that, you know, I know I got to know you, uh, Sandra and I were in a coaching group together. It's the unattended life, just the title itself. I was like getting almost like anxious reading it. Cause I was like, Oh, I've been there, you know? And it's not that I was scared to read your story, but more so of how much I would have to reflect on how many times in certain parts of my journey, I have led a part of my life where it's, it was just unattended. So tell us a little bit about your story and that personal background. Yeah. So, you know, my story probably starts the same as many other people, which is, you know, I was um, after years of trying to trying to obtain everything I wanted, the job, the house, the husband, I was stuck. I was feeling like nothing was working for me. I a kept checklist. working yeah, I know. And I kept working really hard. And it was uh, the wake up call from a friend of mine that said, Sandra, I think you gave up at life. Like, I don't see you reaching anything. And I'm thinking to myself, wow, not at all. I am working every day and night. But, you know, when you're in the midst of it, you just focus about, about the next thing. But then when you take a step back, you're like, oh, wow, I'm really going nowhere. And that was the, the conversation that kind of got me started. And I really didn't know, didn't know what I was doing wrong, didn't know if I was doing anything wrong. You know, they, they teach us work hard, put your head down, work hard, and everything you want will happen for you. But it's not always that way. And what I realized is there is this element of, you know, manifesting and making it happen for you. And it's not only about working hard, but working smart and working aligned with the universe and then working with the universe to bring all of those things in. And, you know, the first chapter, The Unintended Life, is really about we are manifesting all the time, whether we want it or not. Like right now, sitting in this chair, I'm manifesting my next, you know, week, month, year. So if we are always manifesting, we might as well do it intentionally. We might as well make it happen for us. So many times we feel like we're like this leaf that's being pushed around by the wind with no say in our own life. But the truth is, they, yeah, there is a lot we cannot control. And all you have to do is turn on the news for 10 minutes to see there is a lot we cannot control. But then there is a lot you can. 
Because in any moment, regardless of what's happening around you, you have a choice of either getting closer to what you want or getting getting further from what you farther from what you want. So that implies that you know two things: that you know what you want. Number one, many times I ask people, "What do you want?" and they're like, "Well, I just want to be happy." What does that even mean? What does happy mean, right? Let's do some work and try to figure that one out. And actually, the first step in the book is clarity, because you cannot, you know, it's like putting an address in the GPS. You cannot get there if you don't know where you're going. Yeah. And then the, the second one is now that I know where I'm going, how am I going to get there? What are the steps that I'm going to take? What's the action I'm going to take to get there? And then how do I bring in the universe to collaborate with me? And that's where alignment comes in, right? Um, right. One of the first stories I say in the book is how uh, I had this conversation with this colleague of mine, and he's like, he tells me the story of the president of the company, how five years before he was a junior marketer, they complain all the time. And then one day he stopped complaining, and five years later he was a president. Like, that guy, and by the way, I know him, he's a friend of mine, that guy actually figured out how to align himself to make it even easier. So, you know, one of my favorite saying is take one step towards the gods and the gods take 10 steps towards you. But inviting the gods to meet you where you are, that is what alignment is. That is how you let the energy flow through you so that every step that you take is like 20 steps. So yeah. it doesn't feel hard. I mean, yeah. it still is work. I mean, it was work writing my book. It was work overcoming my own stories, but it is it is a more, more joyful and peaceful. You talk about peace. It's a more joyful and peaceful uh, path to get yeah. there. I think it's interesting what you said because it's like the dream is the dreams were still there as you were working hard, checking all the boxes, but either you didn't know, or even if you did, a lot of the big things that kind of feel looming is like, okay, but how? And we're so taught of people just telling us how to do things that when it comes to, like you said, going through the exercises or the work of your chapter one, which is clarity, it's hard. <laughs> like my, my journey through clarity has been bumpy. It has sucked at times. It's frustrating most times. Um, because it's not like just one time sit down and think about what I want. It takes a lot of reflection. And like you said, it's either the universe or God, or like wh whatever your higher power is, it's really getting connected with yourself and your process. And so I, I really, I feel that. And again, because we know each other and we've kind of seen stories and I've been watching some of your lives. I mean, you share a story. I think it is about that colleague where He's telling you like how simple this is. And you're just like, what? Right. I know. I mean, I, I just couldn't believe it. And, you know, the thing about clarity, too, and I talk about it in the book, too. Sometimes clarity is a process. Many times we are like, well, I should know what I want. I should like quickly know what I want. And sometimes it's not like that. Sometimes it's overnight, which is like, I know exactly what I want. But sometimes it's not. And I make the the. Um, the comparison in the book about how sometimes, you know, when spring comes, I live in Canada, so there's a lot of snow. So when spring comes and the flower buds are starting to come in and new plants that I'm like, what are those? It takes a while for you to know what that plant is because when a flower is in bud, you cannot recognize it. So it takes a lot of patience and it takes a lot of knowing that sometimes taking a little bit of action helps drive clarity because when you know, that was the same by uh, Abraham Hicks that I love. 
when you know what you don't want, you know what you want. And sometimes it takes a little bit of bad turns for you to say, not that, not that, not that, yes, this. So right. you got to give it space for you to to find what is it that you that you want. But I would say for the most part, people have a general understanding of where they want to go. Even if they don't know the final address, right? they have an understanding of the kind of life they want to live or the kind of impact they want to live. One of the first exercises in the book, I call it the biography exercise, is imagine you are, you know, 80 years old and you are writing your biography, what do you want your biography to say? And that helps you hopefully have a bigger vision of where you want to go. And then you can from there start saying, okay, what I'm pursuing right now, is that even in alignment with the kind of life that I want to lead? Sometimes we get so busy about the next big milestone, like the promotion or the car or the, or the, I mean, I lived in the corporate world for 20 years, so I can talk about that. You know, I was so focused on the next promotion that I had very little, I, I paid not a lot of attention into, is that even what I want? I remember in my last year in the corporate world, by then I knew I, I wanted to leave, but um, I was talking to my director. Um, he was trying to convince me to move to New Jersey. So I went to visit with my son and my husband. And he was so good with my son. And I told him, you know, you are going to be such a great grandpa. And he told me, I hope so, Sandra, because I wasn't a good dad. I was never around. And that was such a confirmation to me that I did not want that life. I did not want to be his role because I didn't, that was not the life for me. But, you know, in the past, I might have been like, whatever it takes to be his role, because somehow... Right. I equated success with that. And now success for me is living the life that I want. Even if that does, even if that means not being called director of XYZ or vice president of XYZ or whatever it is that makes me happy. I mean, that right there is probably, I think what, at least I know that our community is because they, they're they looking for something more, right? And because what we've been taught or trained, it's just not working for us, right? Like I also thought when I got the director role, all would fall into place and it did, don't get me wrong. It wasn't that it was wrong. It was, there was anything wrong, but it just wasn't what I wanted in the end, right? The, the feelings and, and the way that you kind of transform through that process. Um, but what you said was that like we are taught that to succeed you have to have like the title the company because especially coming from immigrant families when you say you work for these big corporate companies they're like i mean i'm so proud of you you know um and and you start to you know dig into that and and deeper and deeper and you start to really you like the instant validation you get but you're the one that has to sit through that right you're the one that has to really think through what it is that you want and and we are in a we we get the privilege to do that right um and you shared a, a beautiful quote once with me when somebody else said and i don't remember which is um we are like the manifestations of our ancestors yeah we're our manifestor we're our ancestors biggest dreams yeah. and we are right because i like to think when i think about my grandpa my grandma my great grandmas you know, I like to think that this is the kind of person that I wanted, they wanted me to be. But, you know, when I talk about 
desire, I always talk about make sure that your desire is integral, meaning that it's in alignment with who you want to be in your life. And it's also authentic that you're doing it for you. Because what I find is if you're pursuing a desire so that your mom is proud, your dad is proud, your TI is proud, like there's nothing wrong with that, but don't do it because they're gonna be happy at your own expense. Because at the end of the day, I think the happiest they'll ever be, and I think that of my ancestors, is when I am happy. When I'm living a life where I wake up in the morning and be like, yeah, this yeah. is good. Yeah. So you you mentioned the first step, and then there's, there's five more steps. But before <laughs> we get into that, just to give people some context, about we're, we're talking about the law of attraction you're talking about how at peace you are today and that 13 year journey but what did your life look like 13 years ago yeah it was a mess <laughs> like i was working 60 to 80 hours a week i was tired i was frustrated to the point where it's like i can't seem to i don't know if i can communicate the frustration it's like you're working so hard but nothing seems to work for you, nothing. And then every night, you know, I was living alone. I, every night I'm sitting there thinking, what did I do wrong? Like, it's just full of regret and full of, you know, frustration and full of why me, why this way? And I think the big step for me for that was learning about the law of attraction. And really that was the next step, right? Collaboration, which is, how do I get the universe to collaborate with me? And it was understanding the principles of it, which is, you know, the highest energy there is in the world is the, the energy of the universe, your higher power, whatever you want to call it. I call it the universe. And that is the pure energy of well-being. And any desire that you have, it gets immediately manifested by the highest universe. So your job is to bring it into existence. And the way you bring it into existence is by matching the energy of that desire. And that energy is the highest energy there is. So your energy has to be high. And many times, you know, people is like, oh, I just got to be happy all the time. Not exactly. It just means that you're matching the energy of well-being. And to me, actually, now that I've been doing this for 15 years, for me, what that means is the energy of love, the energy of what is the most loving thing I can do for myself now? What is the most loving thing I can do for the universe? And then... Once you start taking those steps and you come from love as opposed to fear, for example, what if I take, I, I leave my job and my parents, you know, get mad at me? That's, that's, a, that's fear. That is coming from fear. But when you come from an authentic place that is from love, that's when your energy is high. And that's when you know that everything you want is coming your way. Now, um, for sure. Keeping in alignment means being very aware of all of your thoughts and all of your stories that you tell yourself. You were saying one every every chapter in my book has a little uh, a little thing at the end that's called "Sí, pero," because I heard them all through coaching. Sí, pero right. es que qué tal que mis papás quieren algo más? What if my parents were something else? Sí, pero that cannot happen for me. Or sí, pero so we tell ourselves all of the stories. So a lot of the work in alignment, which comes in the last three steps, curiosity, compassion, and continuity, is really working on checking all of the stories and how you 
clean them up from your vibration. And and I mean, I do have a very joyful and peaceful life, but don't believe like believe me. Every day I have to deal with those thoughts. I don't I don't know if they'll ever go away. I hope they will, <laughs> but I don't know if they ever do. Um, but the difference is they no longer consume my life like they used to. Yeah. They just I, they come they come in and I'm like, ah, oh, there you are. Yeah, there that's you what are. I, I remember you. I feel that too. Like I it'll come in and what used to maybe take me a week or weeks to get over to be honest um yeah. takes me like a couple of hours now where i quickly identify it and i'm able to shift that energy much faster now so while i was always a very chill person and i always felt like i could pretty manage through things pretty quickly it things when i did hold on to them would just put me like in a just a very low for a very long time and this time now when this happens the most half a day and then that's it. Like, I'm like, I'm not wasting any more time on this thought. Like it's, it's out. And, you know, again, like you said, it's a journey, it's a process, it's understanding, like, am I showing up to be the person that I want to be, um, to match that vibration that I need to match. Right. And, and am I, and, and am I doing it in a, in a way that's loving, right? Because yeah. sometimes I was, um, sometimes I tell people the most loving thing you can do for yourself, the most aligned action you can take right now might be crying. Might actually yes. not and cry your eyes out because then it's out of your system. You let those stuff move through you. Because at the end of the day, all of this limiting belief, no one is born. No one is born thinking I suck. Yeah. You know, <laughs> those are learned beliefs. Those are things that happen in our lives and make us think that we were not deserving, we didn't believe, we sorry, we were not good enough or something, right? So yeah area within us that it still feels you know scared inadequate so sometimes the most loving thing is just stand just stand with that part of ourselves and say i'm here i hear yeah. you don't worry and then once it hears that you're there it just kind of that feeling softens and then it can go through you and then you can move on and okay let's get back to my action, my aligned okay. action, whatever it is that I'm going through. So now that you say that, because like I, you know, I've been on this, on my growth journey, um, I think officially, like if I have to put a date to it, probably for the past five years or so, though I think it's always kind of trickled in. I think that it's always called me and I always knew that there was something inside of me that I had understood a, a power that I had. Right. And I think now until recently where I'm really reflecting, I could see how certain things were, were manifested. And a lot of it having to do is I grew up in a household where my mom was very positive and she did believe in this idea that like, if you believe it, it will happen. Right. But so we have the clarity and the collaboration. Um, but part of like what you just mentioned and what I sometimes, you know, probably because I'm not, it's just, it's just one of those practices, but it's the commitment, right? The commitment to like your your journey and your process, and that's one of the chapters. Can you walk us through what? Because that, that's the part that I find right now can really suck sometimes. <laughs> well, and the thing, the reason I added that chapter. By the way, when I first started the book, I didn't have that chapter, and then the way I wrote the book is I did um, over a hundred. I I coach over a hundred women. Um, either in group coaching or one-on-one -on -one, 
through all of the steps of the book. And through that coaching, I realized that I needed to include commitment because many times I will talk to people, especially big believers of the law of attraction. And they are like, oh yeah, yeah. I'm like, you know, I got the vision board. I got the candles and I got the sage and I got it all. And I'm like, okay, so what are you doing on top of that? Just pray. <laughs> How's that working for you? So I really needed to include a step that says, you don't but you don't win the lottery if you don't buy a ticket you right. gotta take action because you know going back to that phrase that i say you take one step the gods they take 10 10 steps towards you but you gotta take the step you gotta do a little bit of action and it doesn't have to be this perfect action doesn't have to be this like transforming action just do something right just do something even if it is write something in a piece of paper yeah. And tomorrow build on it and whatever it is, but just start walking. I struggled with that because of in the beginning, you know, you, you read all the big authors and everyone's like, take massive action. I'm like, I don't even know what that looks like. You're saying oh, yeah, massive take, action. Take and I don't even know. Action. What, yeah. I'm like, I don't even know what that, because the reason why I couldn't do that is because my idea of massive or big or bold, I, since I didn't have a concept of what that really meant, I didn't realize that's what I thought were small steps were bold. What I thought were sm like, oh, okay, that, well, they don't really mean that, right? When I thought like just taking that step forward to writing it down because it makes it real and facing what you want, I didn't realize that that was massive action. You know, so all these things that we make up in our heads where, yeah, I mean, you know, Tony Robbins, everyone says, take massive action. And I'm like, what can can someone tell me what meets the criteria of massive action because we're so trained to yeah. to be in that high achiever mindset of like there's got to be a barometer for what qualifies massive action and then i'll start to see results right but you don't even take the first step because you're so com yeah so the, all of that happens to me mostly uh i think just recently i started to be better at their understanding that there's no measure, no one's measuring my steps or my massive action, right? It's just taking them. And when you think about it, going after your dream, that's a very courageous thing. I think we tend to downplay it, but really when you look at it, just stepping, even one step out of what you know, out of your comfort zone, that takes a lot of courage. Because you really, you know, Brene Brown talks a lot about vulnerability. It's a really vulnerable place to be when you're going after something big. And yeah. even if it is one little step in that direction, that is a bold step. That is a massive step. Right. Now, in the book, I, I say there is no right or wrong step. There is only steps that get you closer to what you want or farther from what you want. And when you look at it that way, it's so much easier to understand because it's like, am I getting closer? Am I not? And then right. every step that you take or every decision that you make, you can measure it against, is it getting me closer? Is it getting me farther? Now, the other thing I always say, and, and you know, I, I've always been a high achiever my whole life. And I really wanted this book to also include a lot of feminine energy, which is a whole step of compassion. Because there is, you know, one of my favorite sayings from Abraham here, because I have tons, by the way, but one of them is, there's nothing wrong, there's nothing broken. Even if you go away from what you want, it's okay. 
because when once you cast yourself, you can turn back to what you want all over again. Right. You're not worse because of it. No one is saying you have to achieve this by 35. That's that's colonized thinking that you have to have the two kids and the husband and the director role by 35. No, no, no. You don't have to. You right. don't have to. The only commitment that you have with is to yourself and with living a life that makes you happy. That's right. really the only commitment that you you have. Yeah. You know, it's, it's interesting that you say that because it's true. And I think that's why so many times when we do reach those milestones, it feels like you feel empty, right? Because you didn't stay true to what you wanted. But there's no wrong time to step into that. There's no barometer. Um, the The book is is amazing. But before we get into um, the final steps of telling us, you know, where they can get it and when it comes out, I know that, like you just mentioned right now, going and following your dream is courageous, right? And I remember when I first met you in the coaching group, I was like, oh, she hasn't, she has, she's coming out with a book and she has a, a publisher. I was like, she must have been writing for years. And so your first book is like, you knocked it out of the park, right? And it's because you did the work, you believed, you manifested, but you took the step, right? So just, just give us the, the, the highlight reel of how you manifested this book. So I had been in the journey, like I say, since 2006, and mostly it was my personal growth, right? Learning how to manifest and learning what I call manifesting 2.0, which is really how, how do you deal with your limiting beliefs and with your fears and all of that. And then um, in 2015, I started getting, even before that, I started getting that little bug that there was something else for me. I didn't know what it was, but even though I'm a very kind of achiever kind of person, I let myself explore with no end goal, no nothing, just explore what made me happy. So I became a Reiki practitioner and although that made me happy, it wasn't something that I could see myself doing forever. I learned how to read tarot cards. <laughs> even though I like that, I didn't, again, I didn't see myself doing that forever. And then I went to college to get, um, a certificate in coaching. And that actually made me really happy. So I started coaching in 2016. And I had a conversation with a friend back then when she said, because we were talking about how it is funny that it seems to be always kind of like the same roadblocks through the coaching, obviously very unique to them, very unique stories, very unique fears, very unique lack of clarity, but it always seems to be kind of like the same things, right? Clarity, fears, limiting beliefs, right? Kind of thing. And and she said, you should write a book. And I was like, maybe. But, you know, one of those things you just leave in the back of your head. So I made a commitment a few years ago that every year I'm going to invest in myself and go to some kind of class. So that was 2018. I was kind of like looking, okay, what kind of class I want to take? And I saw Hay House had a writer's workshop in Toronto, which is close to where I live, about an hour. So I say, I might go to a writer's workshop. Well, it would be like writing a book. So I went to the workshop. I read, I learned all about, you know, publishing. And then at the end, the attendees of the workshop, they get to submit a proposal after like six months after the the event and whoever wins the first prize 
wins a contract with Hay House to publish their book. So I went in and, you know, it was really intimidating because there was a lot of people that like, this is my fourth book. And there was people that like, I have a following of like 250,000 people in Facebook. And here I am with not even a Facebook page, right? <laughs> then, oh, yeah. And I, you know, I have like done these interviews. So it was kind of intimidating. But, you know, I kept the eye on the ball, which is. I do believe I have a message that can help people transform. And I do believe that it can make a difference because it did in my life. So I just kept on it. And then at the end, I, I remember very intentionally thinking this, I'm gonna give it my best shot. And if I don't get the book proposal, if I don't get the book contract, it doesn't matter because at least I will have done this. And then once I get there, I can think what else, right? But I will give it my best shot. And I, I tend to do that in life. I tend to give it my best shot at everything I do once I commit right. to it. So I hire a professional editor. I, I shopped around quite a bit because I wanted to, I couldn't pay like what professional editor charge, but I was able to find someone very knowledgeable and very affordable. I, um, I did those coach a hundred Latinas, Spanish speaking Latinas, to try and, and make sure that my book was put in a way that could be understand, understood, that could be helpful, that could be you know easy to follow, even the exercise we did them in a group coaching setting. So I did everything that I could and I sent my proposal. And then I say, you know what? I did I did it. You know, whatever comes out on the other way, we'll see. And what do you know? I end up getting a, a phone call the day that that the prices were announced. I get end up getting a, a phone call from Reed Tracy, who is the CEO of Hay House, saying, "Yeah, you you want." I know, but you know what I love about that is you walked into a room where the imposter syndrome would have normally taken over. People go inward, but you had done the work to believe in yourself, to to trust mostly, right? To trust that there's something inside of you, and that will not steer you wrong because you were not doing it for the wrong reasons, right? You were not doing it to be a quote unquote published author or to prove anyone happy or anything, right? And so being able to to know that you did that in alignment to what you teach is, it, for me, it's just very evident that that's really the magic there. Um, so we're, before we wrap up, so tell us, when can we get the book? Where can people follow you? And, um, you know, what can they expect? I know we broke it down that there's six steps and there's some exercises, but just give us a download on the book. Yeah, so my book, yeah comes out April 27, um, but it's available for pre-order now. And if people want to pre-order, my website is my name, sandrinojosalodwick.com. If they pre-order now, they get um, they get some bonus gifts. So I have videos that follow each one of the chapters. I have some um, guided meditations in there. And I also have the workbook, which I think is so important because there are so many exercises there. So to having a workbook that you can print out or even feeling um online it, it's actually a fillable document it would be so great because it will be kind of like your own right and yeah. also if they sign up before april 27 they can win um a three month coaching packaging with me so coaching package so let's get manifesting um, yeah yeah and and what they can expect in the book is um 
So every chapter has four um, segments. So first, there is a story of my life or how that specific step, you know, came into, into my life or how it helped me in my life. Then there is an explanation of the step. Then there is the, um, the exercises of how to make them happen. And then there is the CPERO, right? Which is the, I call it the troubleshooting guide, when all of these thoughts start coming up, but I can't do this or I can't do, make it happen. So I explain some of the things, like, for example, you know, as I talk about aligning yourself, they are like, yeah, but I am aligning myself, but everyone around me is not aligned. Yeah, but you got to own your energy kind of thing, right? So hopefully that that is helpful as well. Um, and then there are the six steps. So the first three steps, I consider them manifesting 1.0, which is really how manifestation happens. You're clear about what you want. You align your energy to make it happen. And part of aligning your energy is taking action. Because when you take action, the universe says, OK, she's serious. Let's make this happen. And then the second part is what I call manifesting 2.0. And that is, you know, the first part is about getting stuff. The second part is about living a happy, joyful, peaceful life. And that, that is where the growth happened. Because at the end of the day, hopefully by the end of the book, people will realize that it's stuff you know, the house, the husband, the car is just a manifestation or it's just a reflection of what's happening inside of you. So once you focus, take your focus from the stuff and focus on you, everything else lines up and everything else happens. So the last three steps is curiosity, which is, is an invitation that every time you have a feeling that feels uncomfortable, that's based in fear, that you sit down with that feeling and just become curious about it. What is the story you're telling yourself? Because at the end of the day, it's not the situation that you're looking at that makes you sad or angry. It's the right. story you tell yourself about the situation. So become yes. very aware of that story and then give it a lot of love. That's the next step, compassion, which is you cannot shame yourself back into alignment. You can only love yourself back into alignment. So sit with that story and love it. And then the last step, I call it continuity, but it's really awareness which is many times we go through life not paying attention to how we feel. And there's huge amount of information in how we feel that is telling us you're saying something to yourself that's not kind, you're believing a story that's made up and it's not helping you, or you're telling yourself something that is not helping you achieve what you want, yeah. right? There's a lot of information that we ignore when we don't pay attention to how we're feeling. So yeah. that step is just an invitation to check in and check in and check in. Because when you do that, you kind of start again, imagine yeah. you're clearing up the, the path, the road, right? You get away, you remove all of those blocks between you and what you want. Right. And so that the yeah. path is so much easier. I love that because, um, that's sort of how I've become very aware of how I feel. I'm like, oh, that's interesting. I feel that way. Or as I things are, I quote unquote, think they're happening to me. I'm like, oh, that's interesting that I think that. So that's part of that curiosity process. And like you said, sometimes, yes, yeah, some of the thoughts that are not serving us are very, um, very um, clear. And, and you're like, okay, that can't be good for me. But sometimes they're so sneaky, right? Like for me, a big one was, well, I, I just... I start things, but I don't finish them. And I'm just a procrastinator. And, and those are stories I just created over the last few, you know, decades of my life to get me through certain things. Right. And, and that has become, 
Thank you so much, Sandra. It's been an honor to talk to you about Thank your passion, you. your work, the book. And um, before we leave though, and I know you probably have many, but what's like your mantra of this season in your life that you want to share with us that everyone can kind of be like, yes, you know what? I'm going to use that this week. You know, every year I pick um, I pick a topic and this year was, last year it was harvesting and um, this year it's been joy. And for some reason, so we're April now, very quickly joy became loving myself and loving where I am in my life. So right now the mantra I repeat myself constantly is life loves me because I think it really does. I love that. It does. It does. It does. Joy is my word for this year too. Because ah! I, I have this, this idea in my head that joy is that piece that you talk about and that it's not attached to anything or anyone or any particular title or anything. So um, trusting that and, and living in that has been part of my process this year. Thank you so much for joining us. I will make sure to tag everything. Get the book before April 27th because first and foremost, most of our audience is Latina. So let's support Latina authors to making sure that you know we're serving the community, but also you're gonna get so much more from Sandra. I've gotten the honor to know her and I know she poured everything that she had into this. So I know all the bonuses and the videos and the workbooks are only gonna serve you to get to a better place and live a better life. And our motto at the Dream Lab is to create a life that you desire by design. And this is one step of getting there. So thank you so much. Happy Friday, everyone. And we'll see you um, at the next podcast. <laughs>